0: This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening and enjoy this podcast. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I am Brian Catino here with Joe Duffy, and we're here to talk some Major League Baseball. What's going on, Joe?
1: Not much, Tino.
0: We're uh we're a little under the weather over here today, but uh we'll do anything to talk some baseball. So we're powering through it. Absolutely. We're gonna power through it. We're gonna give some power rankings at the end of this. And uh a little, yeah, gonna... nice little segue there. I like right, that. I right. no pun intended. Um it's it's gonna it's gonna be a good podcast. Uh, and we're gonna start it off with some some awful news. <laughs> uh well not not awful for Cubs fans, but K- Craig Kimbrell has finally signed With a team that both of us just don't want him to be on, the Chicago Cubs. What is your take on this, uh, I would say, mediocre deal for Craig Kimball? Yeah, mediocre in
1: terms of holding out for as long as he did to end up basically settling for what he would have got if he just had taken a deal during free agency. So from that perspective, it's interesting. Um, Look, my fantasy team loves it because I've been holding him on the bench for two and a half months. But look, the Cubs just bolstered that bullpen, man. Um And in a division with teams like the Brewers and Cardinals that can slap the ball around to solidify the back end of that bullpen late in games, that's a huge, huge deal for them. Um You know, it was reported that the Twins were deep in on Kimbrel, but they weren't willing to go to the third year. Um The Cubs were the team that, you know, was willing to go there with him, so they end up getting it done, and that's huge for them, man, especially when, you know, they're at the top of that division right now, and it looks like they're going to be in the thick of things come October.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is a move that was necessary for them in order to try to separate themselves from the pack. I mean, as we can see, the NL Central is is a cluster you-know-what right now. And, um, yeah, the Cubs just some separation. And I think it's good by the Cubs players, especially Pedro Strop, to sit there and say – look, my role doesn't completely matter. It's just whatever's going to help us become a better team and win. And I think Craig Kimbrell really does do that. Um, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to get acclimated and ready to be in a closer role. But, um, I mean, I think it's great for the Cubs. And it obviously would have been great for any contender to, to get him. Um, but, I mean, you know, Kimbrell, man, taking the three years, 45 mil, like you said, that's something he could have gotten way early back in, in free agency from, from almost anybody, you know, and right. you know, it took him till June 5th to, to get signed. So not something that's ideal in, in this game of baseball right now, but um, I mean, obviously he was willing to wait for something right. And I guess, I guess he might've found something. So we'll see how he enjoys the, you know, putting on the Cubs uniform every day and, and pitching in, in the ninth inning and stuff. So, Um, I mean, it's big. It's definitely big news. Um, And branching off of this, uh, who who do you think's next? Is Keichel going to be signed within this next week? I I would hope so or think so anyway. I I feel like now that the first domino has fallen, it's
1: kind of and there's been a lot of rumors about him to the Yankees and other teams getting in on him. So I I would assume it happens soon. Um, Now, granted, I've been figuring these signings are going to happen soon for like a month and a half now. And they haven't. So we'll see. But I don't know. The Yankees are a team that's always, they're always looking to do something. They're never content with what they have, regardless of if the entire team's hurt and they're in first place. So I feel like that's a team that would go out, sign Keuchel, even if the ballpark isn't necessarily a fit for him. Um, So, yeah, I think that, I think that'll happen sooner than later. Um, But yeah, as far as Kimbrel goes, man, I think the Cubs was the perfect situation for him coming off of a World Series. Like, that's a team with a lot of championship medal. That bullpen, they've got guys and the starting rotation, really. They have guys that have been in the playoffs, been in the uh, World Series. So, I think that was the perfect situation for him to go to, realistically.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, from a standpoint of, I want to pitch in the playoffs, it's, it's definitely, he's probably got a really good shot of doing that, so... Um yeah, I mean good for him. He's finally signed, finally settling down. So, um I guess maybe 2 weeks I'd give him to maybe be ready. Uh that seems a little pushing it, but I think he'll be ready by then. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, obviously you and I
1: don't know what his regimen was in his time off. So, we don't know how ready he may or may not be. I don't know if he's thrown any simulated games. I don't know if he's done anything like that. So, uh, only time will tell with that. You would hope he's on the field within the next couple weeks. But, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Especially, like, you don't want to be throwing him out in the ninth inning against the Cardinals or the Brewers in a race like this right now. Like, you have to make sure that that
0: guy's ready to go before you just throw him into the fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Joe Madden has a quote here saying um, probably a minimum of three weeks. I would say something like that. You'd have to get him some games. you have to get him out there. And get through the daily process of being sore. There's normally going to be a process to get him up to speed. So, yeah, I mean, Joe Madden, one of the greatest managers in baseball. Um, I would say he has some knowledge <laughs> of this topic. So, um I right. probably I probably listen to him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, three three weeks, and then and then he's got he's got an All Star break almost immediately after that. So, um, I think he'll be good to go down the stretch. Yeah, I think.
1: Uh the all the all star break coinciding with the signing kinda works out in their favor too. It gives them some extra time. If he's not ready to go right away, he kinda gets that extra week where they're not really playing any games. So I think the timing works. I think the situation fits. Um would I have rather seen him sign with the Phillies? Hundred percent. But
0: you know, it is what it is and the Cubs just got themselves a lot better. Yeah, I I really thought the Rays were gonna go out and finally make a huge move or something and they were the rumored team for a while yeah and and alvarado has not been himself and i mean he's only 23 years old castillo's only 24 years old it's like they got young guys in this pen right so i was hoping they would maybe get a veteran arm to kind of lock things down you know guy that's been there before uh, but we, we still
1: got the deadline though which i mean the phillies have six injuries in their bullpen right now. I mean, there's there's going to be teams looking for arms. I'm sure the rays will be one of them. So, yeah. Well, uh the you know, Doolittle is probably on the market right now. There's a lot of guys that are going to be out there. So, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um and then moving on to another to a I guess a better topic for for mine and your sake because we said Chris Sale would would turn things around. And he has thrown his yeah, second here, immaculate inning. Here we inning are, of the baseball
1: season. tonight. Here we are, telling you you were wrong.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, here we are. Chris Sale throws his second immaculate inning um, of the season. He is the first pitcher to do that since Lefty Grove. <laughs> yeah,
1: geez. So you can
0: only imagine what year that was with, with a name like that. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Chris Dale, I mean, phenomenal last night, uh, nine innings, 12 strikeouts, uh, complete game. So, um, yeah, Chris Dale is definitely on the right track. Uh, I would say Boston is on a good track as of now. Um, they're hitting. Their pitching scheduling getting a little bit better here and there. Um, so, yeah, watch out for those Red Sox, I would say. Oh, yeah, they're coming. And they're coming
1: in hot. Um they're not back to that form they were in last year yet, but they're they for sure getting there. Um, you know, you got Rafael Devers in the middle of the lineup right now who's gunning for a batting title, just constantly putting the ball in play on base, and that's a piece to the middle of that order that really wasn't there last year, at least not in this sense. So, to me, they've, like, upgraded that lineup almost. Like, addition without, you know, they didn't even add anyone but the way he's playing they've been better and then now that pitching's coming around say like you said sale has been something else recently he had that game against the rockies where he had um I, it was insane amount of strikeouts in the losing effort where he was phenomenal in that game too so he's finally coming around um and that team's coming around man they're coming coming in hot and yankees and rays uh no time to look down in that division man they got to keep their head up and keep moving forward
0: yeah absolutely and i think that game you're talking about was 17 and 7 which as far yeah. as strike out so which is insane, insane. and then he any he lost yeah any lost and anyway um, all right let's move on to to a sore topic that uh been brushing around the uh, the MLB talk over the past uh, night or so about the unwritten rules of baseball and bunting to break up a no-hitter. This bunt occurred at Double-A Trenton. Uh, The kid bunted for a single with just two outs away from a combined no-hitter. What is your take on bunting a no-hitter in general and then maybe this game um, and then in the situation itself? All right, so... I guess
1: my mentality and the way I'm looking at this are maybe two different things. Me personally, as a player, I would never bunt during a no-hitter. And if I were coaching, I would never tell a player to bunt during a no-hitter. Um, now, that being said, this was a combined no-hitter. It wasn't the starter who was still going deep. And it was a three-run game. One out, you get two guys on base, you have a chance to you know, put the tying run at the plate. So I understand you're still in that game. So to me, I'm not as outraged by it as, you know, most of the baseball world is. Um, you know, you could say play to win the game. You could say cherry picking a hit. I mean, there's two different lens of looking at it. But because of the situation, 3 nothing game, that guy gets on base. Now all you need is a walker or a base hit, and all of a sudden you got something going, and you can make this game. You can either tie it or take a lead late. So, I'm not as outraged by it as most of the baseball community, but I don't know. You're a former pitcher, so I'd love to hear your perspective.
0: Well, so for me, if if I'm the starting pitcher, and I – especially, I would say through through six. So, I get through six, and then it's seventh, eighth, ninth inning, we're up three-nothing, and you lay a month down to try to get a hit. I think that's a little bush league, but, I mean, I feel like anything's clean first six innings. I feel like – Pitchers have gone through five, you know, quite a few times. I mean, I, Blake has done it twice this year, I think, where he's gone through five with no hits, and then he lets up like you know three or four hits after that. So, I think through five is pretty much clean play, regardless of the score. Um, and then, I guess seven, eight, nine, three nothing. There's no if you punt on me, man. That's that's not cool. Um, a couple guy, I'm with you there though. So it's combined no hitter, and I think. Uh, I don't think that really means anything. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, I would I would say anything's fair in a combined no hitter. But if you know your starter's out there, he's he's no hitting you. He's shutting you down. I think you got to try to hit your way on. Um, yeah, a couple couple guys from the MLB like you know uh, chimed in on this um, in the against the uh, code cat- category. I would suppose Felix Hernandez said. Hell no. No chance. You can't do that. That's disrespectful. You get a hit. You try to get a hit, swing the bat.
1: My God, dude. The the whole the that's disrespectful thing in baseball, man. Man up. Throw up in the zone and get the – I'm sick of all these pitchers, dude. You guys strut off the mound all the time after a big strikeout. But if someone bat flips on you or lays down a bunt, you have a conniption and throw at people. I'm so sick of pitchers in baseball. It's time – like, these unwritten rules, the whole thing – I'm as, you know, I'm. I love this game, but it's time. Like, there's a reason people love watching the NBA and love watching the M- NFL. It's because you can show personality. You can show. You can really like show your metal out there, and you know, p- all these pitchers and former pitchers, they don't want to allow players to do it. Like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm sorry, Felix Hernandez. I love you, man. You're a great pitcher, but I just, there's no reason for that, dude. It was, if that guy had thrown 130 pitches and was grinding, grinding, and with two outs in the ninth, you'd lay down a squeaker and beat it out, then I'll take some issue with it. But this is what, the fourth pitcher of the game? He has no bearing on what has previously gone out. What's he, what he recorded out? <laughs> so it's like, like, what are we talking about? Disrespect. He got one out, dude. He's thrown eight pitches.
0: Yeah, so yeah.
1: I I just I can't I can't get behind that not
0: at all. No, I think in in this game itself, I think it was completely fine. But like I said, like think- I said, if if Felix Hernandez was out there and it was the ninth inning, and you bonded on, on Felix Hernandez, I, I would have a, a definite issue with that. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: you, there there has to be an understanding of the the situation at hand. Plus, like now, I I don't I have no idea what the the records look like or, uh, or the standings, I should say, rather, but imagine that's, like, a first and second place team playing against each other, and, like, that team, second place team is really trying to get a big win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are situations where you do what you have to, realistically, you should do what you have to do to win the game every damn night. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter, you know, when situational. You should try to win the game. So, I'm not, sorry, Felix, man. I love you, but I can't. Uh, I can't get behind that at all.
0: Yeah, I, I think Scott Kingery of the Phillies had a pretty good take on this. Personally, after the fifth inning, I wouldn't try to bunt. Seventh inning and on, I don't think there's any way that you should bunt. The ninth inning, yeah, that's not good. That's definitely not good. That's enough to cause a bench clearing. I think that's enough to tick off a whole team. Yeah, oh. for
1: sure. If if it's a starter, I agree with him a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. If- Absolutely. If
1: it's Jairus Familia coming out to throw three pitches, I do not care if someone bumps down the line and beats it out.
0: No, I I, I would have to say I'm pretty much completely with you there. It's like like we said, there's, you know, a couple of times where you absolutely should not. And then pretty much the rest of the time is pretty much free game. So, yeah, anyway, I mean, it's it ended up being a pretty big topic across the MLB, like a lot of about 15 players chimed in on this. So. Um, <laughs> it's the wor- It's the
1: world of outrage, man. We have to – it was a quiet night. We have to find something to get upset about. Of course. Why, why wouldn't we? Yasiel Puig wasn't licking his bat and starting a fight, so we had to move to a different topic.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on to um, a game that we need to continue. Uh, we went over it when the NL. Now we're moving on to the NL – I mean to the AL, excuse me. Um, panic. Uh, not concerned or concerned about each team in the AL making a playoff push. So this is going to be a blast. Yeah. So we'll start, I guess on the, on the lower end of the spectrum here. Uh, and we'll just get this team out of the way. Cause I know you hate them. The Seattle Mariners.
1: Oh yeah. We're panicking. Um, to start the way you did as hot as you did and to just fall off the face of the earth so quickly. And they're already trading guys. Jay Bruce just got dealt. Um, they, they they have already gone into sell mode. Literally, what, three weeks after they gave, or two and a half weeks after giving up first place, they're in full sell mode. Um, yeah, if you're a Mariners fan, you knew you were in a rebuild year. So this is a lost cause the rest of this season. Enjoy your cheap seats. Go watch King Felix while you can, but it is over.
0: Yeah, I guess I would just – I would hit a panic button. Um, I mean, we were never really concerned or worried about them making a playoff push since their first eight wins, you know, when they were 8-2 and or whatever it was. Um, We literally were like, they're not good. Uh, But anyway, I mean, there's – they've allowed the most runs in baseball. They've allowed more runs than the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, it's rough. They're not good. Uh, they also can't play defense. And it wasn't just that play from the first and third play the other night. It's just been in general. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, all right. You, you want something to get outraged by, baseball community? That is something to get outraged by.
1: What is Navarro doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he just went a perfect throw to the plate. Couldn't have been better. And just nobody home. I, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. That was incredible.
0: That That's that's something I see with my, my 12-view. Yeah. Uh team that I coach right there just no one knows Incredible. what to do <laughs> uh all right well anyway that's enough of the Mariners um we'll just move up through the ALS and then to the rest of the league the Los Angeles Angels so after the Mariners the uh the Los Angeles Angels uh what about them I am panicking on the Angels
1: um that's a team that the pitching is just, it's not there. It's almost non existent. And to surround Mike, like to surround a contract like that of Mike Trout's, you can't have a team filled with contracts like that, like the Albert Pujols contract. Um, until they are able to clear the books a little bit and bring in some talent to surround Trout, that's just not a team that's going to make the playoffs. Um, it's great to see Otani back. He's hitting well. Uh, went back-to-back with Trout the other night. It was awesome to see. Uh, I'm happy he's in the lineup, but other than that, it's just I don't see a way that, you know, they're even hopping Texas or Oakland in that division. I think they're probably finishing second to last, and it's going to
0: be another uh,
1: off season of wondering if Mike Trout will ever make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably have to agree um, and say, yeah, I guess I'll panic, Um It's hard to panic, again, when you have Mike Trout on your team. Um, But he is only one person. And like you said, the – I mean, the Pujols contract is killing them. It really is. Um, There's been talks whether they should – whether or not the Angels should just eat that contract and and go get some other guys and whatnot. And at some point, they're going to have to because it's not working. It just really isn't. Um, So, yeah, I I guess I would say panic right now and – I'll just also say that I would not be surprised if Mike Trout did something crazy and carried the team to the playoffs, like, you know, right. something, something very possible. Um, so anyway, I mean, I mean, and also the AOS is kind of jumbled up right now um, moving up to another team right, right ahead of them, I guess, barely by half a game, the Oakland A's.
1: Yeah. So how that, that streak, the A's went on, what was it? A, like a week and a half ago, they, they knocked it up to 10 um I feel like they do this every year just when you think like you can decide that the A's are down and out all of a sudden they rattle off some crazy one streak and they're right back in the wild card hunt. um I'm not gonna panic on the A's. Um, I'm gonna say I'm concerned um but I'm not panicking by any stretch. This isn't a team that was expected to contend coming into the year. It's a team that's got nothing to lose. They're playing some good baseball right now uh Loreano out in center plays. They they play phenomenal defense. L'Oreano and Center Chapman at third. They're a fun team to watch. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not panicking on Oakland. I think they're pro- they as a team are probably content with where they are right now. Um, there's no chance they compete for that division, but
0: they can maybe hang around that wild card chase for a little bit. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. Pretty much, I'm I'm at a slight concern. Like you said, the Oakland A's have nothing to lose if they don't make the playoffs okay if they make the playoffs they'll probably lose the first game um right <laughs> so it I mean they're, look they're gonna have fun playing baseball and they're they're gonna try to win each each and every day they're gonna play hard each and every day and that's ne- the Oakland A's are never a team you could just come into their ballpark and roll over them because it, it's just never been like that um so yeah I, I think Oakland A's as i well as they continue to have fun playing baseball I I can see them going on another random ten game winning streak and and doing that. Um, I mean, last year they they were streaking the whole, you know, basically the second half of the season. Yeah, uh, they they played great baseball. So if that were to happen again, I would I would absolutely not be shocked by it. Nah, man, Billy Bean teams they they love the second half of the year for whatever
1: reason they love the second half.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's the more important half, I
1: I would suppose. Yeah, now they just need Barry Zito and Mark Mulder out of retirement. And they could really
0: make the push. Oh, Barry Zito's curveball still gives me nightmares, man. It <laughs> is so good. <laughs> I wonder Filthy. if he could still throw it. Oh, for sure you don't lose that. I need to get him to come play a men's league game for for my men's league team. See how see how he fares.
1: You guys would get booted from the league. No one would ever to play you guys anymore.
0: I don't know, man. There's some good players. We got I think the 1997 Cy Young runner-up is in our league. OK, <laughs> he doesn't okay. pitch anymore, though. He doesn't pitch. He just hits for some whatever reason, probably because he's old. <laughs> Wear and tear. Yeah, probably because he's old as hell. Um, anyway, let's move on to more important baseball. Uh, the Texas Rangers. What do you think about them? I know you you were uh, pretty high on them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say I'm not concerned. Um, and it's
1: kind of like the same reason. with the, Look, we could talk about every team in this division besides the Astros and the root of all the problems is pitching um texas specifically aside from mike minor it is hard to find solid pitching on that team and they're just doing it with the bats man the team mashes um i think they're one game over right now uh sitting in second place in the division um basically evened up with the red sox and in, in terms of their record so they're they're in the wild card hunt um And this was a team that most people thought was going to be bottom of the barrel in the AL. Uh, No one thought they were competing. Um, So yeah, it's hard with Oakland and Texas. It's hard for me to show concern or to be panicking about them when really they expected to be down in the dumps and they're out here competing, beating up on the teams that, you know, they're supposed to be on a level field with. So I'm not, I'm not concerned with Texas. I actually love the way they're playing. Uh, Hopefully Joey Gallo can get back real soon. And, uh, That lineup can keep thumping.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Texas Rangers, so I'm probably going to say not concerned either, um, just because they're also a team that has nothing to lose. Um, They're in a division with the Houston Astros, who are an extremely good baseball team. Um, But right now, I mean, they're sitting as the number two wild card, technically tied with the Boston Red Sox, five games back from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I think if you were to tell me that a month and a half ago, I would say you're nuts. So, right. I mean, good for the Texas Rangers, um, and hopefully they could keep hitting their way through this because, like you said, the pitching really isn't there. Um, but if they continue winning games, they can't be sellers. I think they have to at least take a legitimate shot at this, um, and also that's good for their fans too. I I think Texas needs a, you know a nice little spark for their fans. They've been kind of down in the in the dumps of the, in the recent years, so. I would like to see Texas be good at baseball again. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, since, you know, jo- since Josh Donaldson was cracking 80
1: out of Yankee Stadium, it's been a little rough spell. So I'm with you. Um, and it's a fun brand of baseball to watch, man. When the team mashes the way they do, it's it's hard not to enjoy it. So I, I, if nothing at all, they're putting butts in the seats this year. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully they're, they're still in the thick of things come August. Um, we'll move on to the Central. Oh, excuse me. Houston Astros.
1: Right. Um where there's no concerns, there's no anything that's they're they're winning the division, they're probably going to be the top seed or the number 2 seed in the league. Um they'll probably match up pretty well in the first round in terms of pitching. Actually, they probably match up pretty well with everyone in terms of pitching. I just they're well-rounded, man. They're good everywhere. They're deep. Uh I I don't have a single gripe about that Astros roster. I think they're just going to keep rolling all the way till October.
0: Yeah, I have absolutely zero concerns about the Houston Astros. Uh, I think if not the best team in the AL, the second best team. Um and as a whole probably in general with everyone healthy, the best team almost in baseball. So, yeah, no concern for me. Um they're still winning even without Springer, they were winning without Springer and Altuve, and it didn't really matter to them. Um, so, yeah, no concerns. Moving on to the Central, uh, I'll start with your team here, the Kansas City Royals. Man, this this one hurts.
1: Uh, we're panicking. I was, I was a firm believer in the style of baseball would win games. Not the not the talent they're putting out, not the pitching, just the way they play. Um, The idea of old school baseball, small ball, getting runners on base, moving guys over, you know, doing doing just things the fundamentally sound way. Um, Unfortunately, that's not worked out. The the lapse in talent from, you know, all the other teams around them is pretty evident. Um, They just don't have the firepower to compete with most teams. And they're in the AL, which you know, it's, it's not as deep as the NL. So the fact that they're losing at the rate they're losing it, it doesn't bode well for right now or looking toward the future. Um, though they have had some guys, you know, some younger guys show that they're stepping up and they, they have the ability to play at the big league level long term. It's still not enough to, to start pulling in wins. Not right now. And probably not for at least a few more years.
0: Yeah. So panic, uh, you were definitely higher on the Royals than I was going into the year. To be um, to be fair,
1: though, I was higher on the Royals than
0: everybody else alive. That's probably accurate, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's obviously not going to be their year. It probably won't be their year for quite some time. So it's not really a panic. It's more just like they're basically irrelevant in this somewhat playoff contention talk. Um, right, right. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at with them. Unless they fake they face Blake Snell every five days, they'll uh, they'll win. Yeah, what's with that? I don't know. No idea. No, <laughs> just one of those things. Just has their he just they just have his number. Uh, whatever it is. Um. Anyway, let's move on to the Baltimore Orioles. Same thing. Um, <laughs> We're just get rid of them, man. Just toss them. Just get get them out of here. Let
1: them go play Triple A for a year. Finish like seventh or eighth. And then, uh, you know, maybe they could come back up. I'm just – I'm done with them. I don't want to talk about them anymore. They, that's a team that just – they make me angry how miserable they are on a night-to-night
0: basis. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. Um, the minus 121 run differential is something it's else. It's
1: insane, dude. It's
0: insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, how?
0: I sim- how,
1: do you, how do you get beat that badly night in, night out?
0: I, I simply don't know. Um, yeah, it's certainly not good um, all right we'll move we'll move up, yeah, just Detroit Tigers
1: yeah, we're panicking on this one too. Um, you know i I just like to the only reason for me tuning in to watch the Tigers at this point is to watch to watch Mickey play and to watch Matthew Boyd pitch, and that's about it. Um, and Seth Turnbull's been all right. Uh, here and there, spotty, but he's been all right. Um, yeah, we talked about it before the season. They were going to be right on par with the Orioles. Uh, there's just not a lot of talent on that roster, man. Uh, a lot of young guys trying to find their way right now. Pitching's mediocre. Bullpen's not very good. So, yeah, I'm just uh, – there's not many positives for the Tigers. They They should for sure be in panic mode, and they'll for sure
0: be looking at a top three, top four pick in the draft yeah they're they're not very good either. Um, they they literally cannot hit the the baseball. <laughs> nope. Um, so yeah, they're they're bad. Um, I guess I would say panic. I would say there's literally negative shot. They make the playoffs um, or even make a push at that for that matter. Um, so we'll move on to the Chicago White Sox, which is actually somewhat interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, kind of coming together a little bit now.
0: Yeah, I would. I would have to agree.
1: Um, I can't. I can't say concerned. I can't say panicked. I can't. I can't say anything like that. I'm not. I'm not here like overzealous about them making a run, but just I would say content to where they are. The the young guys are showing that they're going to be. You know that they're panning out. Moncada cracked one a, a ball into the upper deck the other day. That was just. An outrageous, outrageous home run, towering. Giolito's pitching like an absolute stud. Um, you know, it's just a team that's it's kind of finally coming to fruition, the, the vision they had when they traded Chris Sale and when they got rid of most of their players. So it took them a little bit, but finally starting to come together.
0: Yeah, so I think we were we were differing uh, prior to the season about you know when the White Sox will be finally – good again for sure um and not by much you you know you said about five years i think i said three um something of of that nature and you can see the talent that they have man it's for sure i mean they're not far away um they play hard every night um they're a fun team to watch because they you know randomly just turn it up with the bats and then when giolito goes out every five days it's absolutely electric um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm content with the White Sox. Uh, I, I would say not concerned simply because it, if they make a push, you know, I would love to see it. I, I would be, right. actually be thrilled to see the White Sox try to make a push if they don't, it's whatever because there's no expectations going into this year. Correct. Uh, yeah. Optimistic would be the
1: right word. Um, and maybe not towards necessarily the rest of the season, but for the future, um, I don't. I don't really think you can look at the White Sox in a, uh, in a vacuum here. You know, you can't look at it as the, the 2019 season, and that's it. You have to look at the long-term picture when you're talking about a team like that. And the fact of the matter is the long-term picture, they, they look like they're going to be pretty damn good. So, nothing you can't be anything but happy and optimistic if you're a White Sox fan right now.
0: Yeah, it, it, I think if they win 80 games, that is an absolute moral victory for them. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: If they if they can get around five hundred, that'd be a hell of a year for a team like that.
0: Absolutely, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Um, so move up to a team that's only two games ahead of them, the Cleveland Indians.
1: Um, yeah, I wish I could say I'm shocked, but I'm not. Um, we we talked about this at length before the season. We probably talked about it a bit longer, like two weeks into the season and here we are, full panic mode. I think the Indians have to sell. I, I just don't think there's enough offense on that team to where the pitching's going to be able to carry them down the stretch to catch up with the rest of these teams in in the American League. Um, what, are the Twins nine and a half up on them right now?
0: Yeah, so it's something pretty big. It's,
1: it's getting to the point where, I mean, I know we still got June, July, August, September. We got four months to go, but – it's almost getting to the point of the, an insurmountable uh, a lead to overcome. And, you know, when you're relying on guys that have been hurt in your rotation, it's a tough thing to deal with. Um, I don't think they can catch the Twins. I don't think they can get to the wild card. I think it's time, you know, that when they were talking about moving Kluver before the season, I think that probably would have been a smart move. Um, I think that's something you got to look at at the deadline. It's certainly something you got to look at in the offseason. season. Uh, it's time to blow it up in Cleveland, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, um, I'm full, full panic mode on on the Cleveland Indians. Uh, I would I would love to see the White Sox beat them out this season because I think it's very possible. Um, I don't think the Indians are going to be there come August. Uh, if they are, though, I wouldn't absolutely be shocked because any team managed by Terry Francona has a legit shot to win some baseball games. So. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to panic right now. Um, they they simply cannot hit the baseball. It's it's brutal. That outfield man, we talked about it at at full length. It's
1: just when you lose a guy like Brantley, and you know, look, I, I I love Carlos Santana. I think he's a good dude. I think he brings the right mentality to the ballpark. But that's a guy that strikes out a lot. And you you trade him into the middle of the order for Michael Brantley, a guy who constantly puts the ball in play. It's like you've almost just kind of flip-flop that lineup It did a complete 180 and the the philosophy and the mentality is almost different um you know jose ramirez hasn't been the same player he was last year either so yeah man it's just it's a tough situation i don't know where they can get offense from i don't really think there's much more coming through the the uh the organization from below who could come up and and help them out down the stretch i don't really think that they're in a position where they can go add a big, big bat and and uh, hope that that turns the tide. I, th- I think they're in a situation where you got to rock with what you got and come the deadline. If you're not there, you have to sell. And hey, we we told them before the season you need to go get Nick Castellanos and you
0: need to do it now. And uh, looks like they should have done that. Yeah, and still, I do think even if they had him, maybe he gets them another win here, but yeah i'm not I'm not saying the difference would be drastic, but literally any
1: help would would be sufficient at this point.
0: Oh, I completely agree. um yeah moving moving on from the Indians to i mean the Minnesota twins man. <laughs> yo you uh we got our bets before
1: the season for that division. We told y'all this team is stacked top to bottom. they went out, they spent their money, uh they spent it well. Um, they knew what they were doing with the pitchers they brought in. Jaco D'Arizzi has been out of this world good, and not a single person on the planet ever saw it coming. I mean, th- this team's electric to watch, dude. Eddie Rosario is by far the most underrated player in all of baseball. Like, we got to – people got to start putting
0: some respect on this team's name right here because they're dangerous. Oh, they're absolutely dangerous. They absolutely match the baseball. They're pitching at a rate that you – just didn't really see coming um obviously they'll let up a, a few more runs here and there but i mean a plus 104 run differential through june 5th uh that's special i mean they're they're a good baseball team and i'm zero concerns i think they're leaps and bounds better than everyone in their division um and yeah they're they're gonna be fun to watch down the stretch i mean they went into tampa and absolutely shredded them three games in a row after taking a loss in in the game one of a four game series. And that's when I was officially like they just they just destroyed Tampa Bay Ray pitching without yeah. without an issue. And
1: game game one of that series, that was Berrios's start. They went down three nothing. And then that guy bit down on the mouthpiece, tossed the rest of the game, and his team behind him comes back, puts up however many, and they they come back and win that game and really show you like even if they go down, that's a team that's going to fight. They always have the bats to battle back. And even if it got a young pitcher like Barrios, to go down early in a game, a big game against, you know, a team they're likely going to see in the postseason or, or a wild card game or something along those lines. Um, you know, to come back and battle the way they that he did just shows you something, man. He He's an ace. Um, if people didn't realize it before, realize it now. That guy's a stud.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, the Minnesota Twins, man. The revival of Twin City. I love it. Yeah, quick turnaround, too. Very quick turnaround. Um, I guess we'll we'll flip-flop, do a nice little 180, and go over to the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Man, I, f- I feel like this is almost a, a situation like the White Sox. Um, they're not playing as well. But, like, when you see Kevin Biggio hitting home runs, Vlad Jr. last night against the Yankees, the go-ahead homer. Yeah. Um, optimistic is the only word that could come to my mind. You know, this year's kind of a lost cause, but you get the opportunity to see this young talent you have. And I mean, they've shown you that in a couple of years down the line, this might be the most talented team in all of baseball. So I'm not going to say I'm panicked or concerned. I'm going to say I'm optimistic for the future for the blue Jays.
0: Yeah. I would, I, I would have to put them in a similar category as the white Sox, where you can see the talent coming. It's it's coming and it's coming quickly. Um, and I, I would say uh, quicker than we anticipated. Um, For sure. They're, they're going to be there very, very soon. Um, as long as they get some some bigger arms here uh, in the next couple seasons, they'll, they'll be good. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm not going to panic about them. They had really nothing to lose going into this year. No one expected anything from them. So um, we'll see if they sell a couple of the big guys. I would assume they do, but um, you never know. You really do. I mean, Strowman loves Toronto. He loves being there. So if he can talk his way into staying, it might it might just happen.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with him. Sanchez, I think, is gone for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. They they have to be sellers. you got to get rid of some of those guys. And, you know, like Freddie Galvis, for example, had short. Uh, eventually, Bo Bichette's going to be healthy. You're going to want to see him play. So Galvis is a guy that's definitely disposable. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting for sure after July to see how that roster looks day in and day out because the average age might be around like 24 or something.
0: Yeah, some crazy, and I think Galvez is a guy that a lot of teams would would like to have for for a playoff uh, for a playoff push or in the playoffs in general. You know, either coming off the bench or playing, playing defensively or whatnot, and he's he's a good player.
1: Yeah, man, he's. One of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. Um, You know, he just played on the Phillies when they stunk, and then he went to the Padres, and now he's in Toronto. Like, he hasn't really been in a market where people get to see him, you know, play in the field and do what he does. Um, At the plate, he's had his struggles, but as a fielder, he's one of the best you could get. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. There's plenty of teams that could use a guy like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on, upwards in the division to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Thriving. That's that's what they are. Um, not panicked, not concerned.
1: Um, you know, the Red Sox look like they're getting ready to make that playoff push now. It looks like they kind of sleptwalked well through the first two months of the season, and now they're ready to go. As soon as Memorial Day hit, they kind of flipped the switch. Um, Chris Sale's back. Devers has been phenomenal. I, I got nothing but good
0: things to say about the Red Sox. They're, they're a championship contender again. Yeah, I uh, hate to say it, but I'm absolutely not concerned. And doesn't this feel eerily similar to like what the New England Patriots do? Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, I, I hate it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, they're a really good baseball team. If Chris Sale continues to go out every five days and shove, it's it's going to be not good for the rest of the AL. Um, I would say if and when they make the playoffs, they're they almost immediately become one of the most dangerous teams. Um, if not the most dangerous team, simply because of their lineup. And then, you know, they got three guys that can absolutely shove in in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'd I'd be a little intimidated. Um, Yeah, they're going to be good. I I would say when we come back by All-Star break, I would not be surprised if they're in second or in first. It would really not surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, it, It
1: also... You know, like you said, come playoff time, I mean, that that might be the most dangerous team in baseball, not only because of the talent, but because they just did it. Um, and they they went through Houston last year to do it, and the Dodgers. So you're looking at what everyone's talking about, me and you included, the two best teams in baseball. That Red Sox team ran through both of them last year. So they, they for sure are the most dangerous and probably the most feared team
0: come, uh, come October. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to second place in the AL East, uh, and the leader of the wild card, the Tampa Bay Rays?
1: Not concerned. Um, you know, Gla- they need Glass now to get back. They need, and I know that IL stint was extended, which sucks, but they just need that pitching to come back around. The bullpen's got to settle down and get back to form. Um, there's too much talent for me to think that, you know, they're about to have some crazy fall off or anything like that. Um, you know, Charlie Morton and Snell have been pretty stable atop of the rotation still. So I, I think they'll be just fine. Um, you know, a little bit of a lapse recently um, in comparison to what they had done right out of the gate to start the season. But I still think they're sitting pretty where they are right now.
0: Yeah, well, from my end, they're not – they are going to go through a few streaks here and there where they lose a few games in a row simply because they, they don't hit that – that well, right. um, they hit they hit in timely situations usually, um, where it's like they'll they'll erupt for seven runs. You know, I mean they put up fourteen against the Twins in, in the game one of the series last week, and that's that's the, they can do that, um, and then and then they'll get shut out the next day. So it, it's really a streaky offense, um, but as long as their pitching stays steady, this is a playoff team through and through. Uh, I mean they they still haven't reached the two hundred runs a loud mark Uh, yeah it's out of control it's out of control so um, I'm not really I'm not worried I really did think they were gonna get an arm uh, in in Kimbrel Um, but once I think Glass now once he comes back everything will be just fine and they they extended his stint um, but it wasn't because he was more hurt or anything it's because they just wanted to extend it get him ready for the for, for the second half of the season because you saw as last year I mean they didn't they didn't need starting pitching and they were just fine. They won 90 games. So right. they're not worried about having the third starter. Um, obviously, it would help, but they're not really particularly worried about it. So, again, yeah, I'm not worried about the Rays. Uh, no concern for me. I think they're a playoff team. Um, moving on to the New York Yankees, I think it should be a similar answer here.
1: Yeah, it's for sure a similar answer, and uh, I'll just preface it with Aaron Boone is by far in the head uh, the front runner for manager of the year right now. Teams just riddled with injuries, still managing to win games. And, you know, pretty, granted, the Orioles and Blue Jays are in there, but you still got the Rays and Red Sox in that division. So it's not the easiest division in baseball, contrary to what some may say. And they're still, they're winning games, man. And I want to be, I want to give credit to my Troy Tulowitzki rants for Glaber Torres thriving uh, in recent <laughs> weeks. I'm taking full credit for that. Yankee fans, uh, you can shout me out. But, yeah, I'm not concerned, man. They're, they're going to either finish first or second in that division. Um, they're going to play playoff baseball. and Yeah, we'll see if they add Keuchel
0: and build on that rotation. We'll see what happens down the stretch, but I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, no concern for me. Uh, I do think they'll add either an arm or – I mean, I don't think they need a bat, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, they got, went and got one somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing they like to do, isn't it? Yeah, right? Just add a random bat that they don't particularly need and then barely use them. I I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, they have the money to spend, so why not? <laughs> Louis Soho. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, all right. Well, that concludes the AL. Um, so, basically, we have six teams making the playoffs or in making a playoff push. The rest are pretty much irrelevant. Um, we'll move on to... Our players of the month of May, which we're a little late on. Um, and then power rankings real quick. So uh, who do you got for – we'll move to the NL. NL pitcher of the month. I feel like this should be a consensus agreement here. Yeah, there's
1: – it's Ryu. Uh, it's Hunjo and Ryu. There's no other – there's literally no other answer. I mean, that, that guy put together one of the best months on the mound we, we've seen in recent years, period. He's been outrageously good. And he's swinging a good bat, dude. I, I don't – if you're a Dodger fan, you have to be beyond psyched with how that guy's pitching. Um, he was far and away the best pitcher in May. I just – I don't even think there was anyone you could match up with him and, you know,
0: ch- try to make an argument for it. It was him and only him. Yeah, I, I think if anyone's tried to tell me another name, I would just tell them to, you know, piss off. I mean, there's <laughs> there's just – there's no other answer. It's, it's Ryu. Um, he's been – having an incredible season through the first two months. If he can keep it up, it's an absolute Cy Young top three, no doubt in my mind. Um, moving on to players, I think we might differentiate here, but not by much. Um, who you got for your NL player of the month of May?
1: Uh, mine
0: is Josh Bell.
1: Um, Josh Bell, and it, interestingly enough, I'm, pro- I'm not really going to sway too far from uh, the actual MLB awards because I, I kind of think they got it right this month um bell's been phenomenal man and it hasn't just been home run hitting this year he's using the whole field he's beating the shift he's hitting gap to gap he's just he's been doing it all for that pirates team and the rbi numbers are out of control and literally on almost in almost any other lineup or a contending lineup he he might have like 70 rbis right now he'd be putting up outrageous numbers so uh yeah josh bell for me he had an incredible month
0: yeah, I, I didn't really want to stray far from what the awards already were for the month of May. Um, but I, I have to give Nolan Arnotto this recognition it's simply because the Rockies are playing really good baseball and he had an insane month of May hitting 425 for the month. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's why I have it. I mean, Josh Bell, there's there's absolutely an argument for that. And obviously he won the award for the MLB. So, yeah, I mean, both just had incredible months. It was really, I guess, difficult to pick Arnotto over him. Um, I I kind of just went with the average. But I think, like you said, if he had more protection in that Pittsburgh lineup, I couldn't even imagine the year he'd be having. Yeah, I mean, the RBI
1: numbers would be unfathomable. It's it's crazy how this dude's been hitting, and it's something no one saw coming. Which, So I'm, I'm happy he's getting the credit he deserves because he – He put together the best month of his season, or his career, I should say, rather. Sorry. So, you know, I'm happy he got the recognition. Uh, Let's just hope that, you know, his teammates start picking it up around him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Moving over to the AL, uh, I think, again, uh, I would say an agreement right here with, with, with the pitchers.
1: Yeah, I I don't again I don't think there's another answer here. Uh it's it's Gialita who we talked about earlier, man. Um and the Nationals have to just be beating themselves up over that trade every single day when they watch this guy pitch. It's got to be tough, man. Especially, yeah, I mean, it's, you it's you know
0: you're you're in that market, you know. I mean, it's it's been talked about on uh on the radio quite quite a bit. Um, especially because the White Sox were coming into town this week, into D.C. I mean, Lucas Giolito has uh, just been phenomenal. Um, he looks insanely good. Uh, I mean, just incredible. 5-0 and for the month of May. Uh, there wasn't really a blink where you would say, oh, he's, he might lose this game. Like, he was just absolutely dominant. Um, had a .82 whip for the month. So, I mean, just really good numbers. He looks – He's just—he's—he's he's an absolute Cy Young contender. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to give
1: a quick shout-out to Mike Miner, too, because I've been talking about him all year. And uh, that war climbed up to a 4.2, man. He's been nothing short of fantastic in Texas, and he's the only guy they got down not down there that they can count on. So shout-out to Mike Minor too. Any other month, Mike, I would have uh, given you the nod, but <laughs> Giolito was just out of control in May.
0: Yeah, that's – absolutely it's hard to pick anyone else like we just like we just uh talked about uh moving on to al player of the month uh who do you have for this uh it's rafael devers man i talked
1: about him earlier on uh during this um he he's he's probably gonna win a batting title this year um the consistency in his swing it's just, it's so smooth watching him at the plate um hitting all over the field contact power just doing it all um I thought he was the best hitter in the American League in the month of May. I think he's overall probably been the best hitter in the American League to this point of the season. Um, you know, a guy I've been high on, but wasn't really, no one was really looking at Devers coming into this year as a guy who was uh, going to take the game by storm. But here we are in, in June now, talking about him as probably a potential all star and potentially winning a batting title. So,
0: yeah, shout out to uh, Raphael Devers for a hell of a month. Yeah, De- Devers absolutely had a great month, um, and I actually had a different answer going into uh, this podcast, and I've I've flipped and changed my mind. Um, <laughs> I think Jorge Polanco was player of the month for the okay. AL, um, and the numbers are eerily similar: uh, thirty-nine hits to forty hits between Devers and Polanco. Um, I mean, the RBIs Devers has the edge there, but I mean, you know, Polanco hit three fifty-five. He plays. A hell of a defensive shortstop. Um, so yeah, shout out Jorge Polanco. He's, he's been a absolute stud for the, for the Minnesota Twins, and he's one of the reasons why they're insanely good baseball team. A hundred percent, dude. He's all star. You were talking about Devers being all star
1: caliber this year. Jorge Polanco on the save wavelength, um, like you said, phenomenal man. That I he he plays a sound defensive shortstop. I did not did not by any stretch think those uh, numbers at the plate were going to be what they are, all you know, already at this point in his career. But, man, that's a kid that uh, came up and figured it out real quick. So, yeah, shout out to him. He's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and I, I do want to shout out Austin Meadows. I was going to pick you, but you have played significantly less games, I guess, than Polanco and So, had to give it to the guys that played seven, eight more games than you. Sorry, buddy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for everyone who listens, who plays fantasy baseball with us, stop sending ridiculous trade offers for Austin Meadows. It ain't happening.
0: <laughs> the kid is an absolute animal. He, he just hits. Yeah, he he does it. I mean, dude, we, we're going to be able to come
1: back on this for years now, but that Archer trade for that, man, I mean, it just looks better and
0: better every single week we talk. Oh, it's amazing as a Rays fan. Simply amazing. Every time he, he gets a hit, especially extra bases, I'm like, thank you, Pittsburgh. Every <laughs> Literally every single time. And my girlfriend looks at me like I'm crazy. She's like, why are you thanking Pittsburgh? I'm like, because we just literally stole him from, from them. Like, with, yeah, <laughs> without gift wrapped. Gift wrap. <sighs> amazing. I love it. Um, and, and they up they they upgraded in pitching
1: too. Like at, at this juncture, I don't think there's any doubt who the better pitcher of Tyler Glass now and
0: Chris Archer is a uh, year removed. Zero so, doubt. Zero. <laughs> I mean, that's a rough one. Yep. Eh, they got to fire somebody. Um, they'll probably end up firing the ball boy or something. But or or, or they'll just trade Josh Bell or something, blaming on him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's move on to the power rankings. Let's let's breeze through this because I feel like we have some similar teams in here. Um, do you want to start at the top or at the bottom? Um, oh, Let's go bottom to top, 10 to 1. All right, and we'll start... save Save the big reveal for the end. All right, we'll start with your number one. Who you got here? No, number 10, number 10. I mean, you're number 10. I apologize. Yeah, come on now. Uh, so, number
1: 10, I got for the first time this year. Cracking the top 10. Boston Red Sox, man. Um, Took them long enough. They're here. I think they'll only move up from here on out. Uh, They're not going to stay stagnant. Um, Obviously, World Series winners last year, finally putting it together. They're dangerous. They're coming. So, yeah, they finally cracked that top 10 for me.
0: Yeah, so (sighs) between 10 and 11, I was having some issues. um, And... I ended up putting the Rockies in at 10 over the Red Sox. I had the Red Sox at 11 and I just wanted to finally have this moment where I can say we were right about the Colorado Rockies (laughs) and just like, you know, ease everybody's brains about this. The Rockies are a really good baseball team. Um, Eight and two in their last 10, they had a hell of a month of May. Nolan Arenado is something different. Um, I do think they need some arms. Maybe one or two. Uh, obviously, Kyle Freeland going down to AAA is not good. Um, but you can clearly see that they mashed the baseball. And I think they'll continue mashing the baseball for the rest of the year. And uh, they'll take sole position of second place very shortly in the NL West. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, you know, we've been all over
1: it. They They were not going to just sit back and watch. You know the Diamondbacks outdo outduel them in the division. Uh, it was only a matter of time before that bats got going, and here we are. Like you said, Nolan Arenado over four hundred uh, in the month of May. That's a team that's coming. The pitching's always going to be inconsistent in Colorado. It's a tough thing, but that lineup can mesh with the rest of them. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. Where I have them at eleven, could have flip flopped either way, but I went with the Red Sox on that one.
0: Yeah. So, um, and I, I, I mean. I really can't disagree with yours as, you know, I mean, like I said, if if there was two tens, I guess I would have them both. Um, anyway, let's go to number nine. Who you got? Uh,
1: so from nine to like five, I feel like we're going to be real similar. Uh, in at nine, I got the Brewers right now. What do you got?
0: I also have the Brew crew. Uh, Christian Yelich is an animal. That's, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's another trade where you can look
1: at what the Marlins got in return for Yelich and you could just – the whole organization needs to go um yeah the the brewers are kind of similar to the rockies in the that lineup up and down it's they mash but the pitching just it's tough at times um you know well down the stretch we're gonna see the opener a lot more from them um i think they're gonna bolster that bullpen even more come the deadline so we'll see man it's just a matter of being able to keep up and maintaining with uh the cubs and cardinals i think
0: they have the talent to do it so uh yeah, that's why I got them in at nine. Yeah, I, it's certainly uh, – it's going to be tough for them going forward, especially with the Cubs now staying Kimbrel. Um, I felt like maybe the Brewers were a team to go get somebody, to get an arm Yeah, um, very, very shortly or within, you know, the recency. Um, but they didn't. I, I still feel like they will make a move here or there uh, for something or someone. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Brewers are just fine right now where they are. Yeah. Um, only one game back of the Chicago Cubs, and I feel like it's going to be up and down between them and the Cardinals uh, for the rest of the year. And I mean, this division, the NL Central, is just—it's just good. It's just really good.
1: Yeah, if you if you had to choose one division to watch the rest of the year, you couldn't watch anything else. That's the one I would pick. It's just competitive every night. So that you're in a dogfight every time you step on the baseball field. That's fun, man. We're only in June, and these teams got a grind out wins and do everything they can to make sure that they're they're in a position to get there come late September, early October. So, yeah, that that's the division by far the most entertaining.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to your number eight.
1: Uh, I got the Atlanta Braves in at eight, uh, kind of s- opposite of the Brewers. They have too many arms and don't know what to do with them, it seems like, 90% of the time. But – um Aside from that, the lineup is filthy. Austin Riley, was he's another guy we could have put up there for player of the month. He's just – I mean, the guy's, like, not human. It's like when – remember when Reese Hoskins came up and hit, like, 17 in 35 games? Riley's at, like, a similar pace right now. He's been awesome. So, I got the Braves in at eight. I think they're only getting better from here.
0: Yeah, I also have the Braves at eight. Um, This is shockingly similar. Uh, I I wouldn't say shockingly because I feel like these are – starting uh, to take
1: form now. Yeah,
0: I think these are the top 10, 11 teams in baseball that we're agreeing upon, and I feel like a lot of people would. Um, yeah, the Braves are good, man. They're, I, For me, they're front runners for the NL East. I know you don't want to hear that because you're a Phillies fan, but for me, I think they're a better team. Um, and obviously, McCutcheon getting hurt kind of stinks. Um, well, well, we could kind of talk about this because
1: I don't know if you do, but I got the Phillies sitting ahead of them at number seven. Well, that's,
0: that's what I also have. I so, have also so yeah, we,
1: we can talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm with you to to an extent. Um, obviously, it's not something as a fan I want to hear, but if we're just being realistic about the baseball sense of it, that McCutcheon injury is huge. And while Jay Bruce has come in and in his first two days is literally Bruce Almighty, three home runs, seven RBIs, hit a grand slam, he's just slapping the baseball around like it's it's not sustainable we've seen jay bruce the average year in year out it's not something that you can expect uh to keep up adam hazley just came up had a big hit yesterday go ahead run but i don't a young kid coming up to the league for his first time you know first time ever now he's he's being asked to to do a lot because obviously oduble herrera is no longer with the team uh cut cutches out for the rest of the year so guys got to step up it was good that they went and got jay bruce for depth purposes but there's a hole in that lineup now in my opinion and i think teams like the braves who have pitching can exploit that so i'm with you i, I would say right now if you had to ask me if i was listing who would be the favorite to win the nl east i would probably say
0: atlanta yeah so again the the fills are at they're at seven for now ahead of the braves Um, if we were to come back in right before the all-star break, it it could very well be different. Um, I do think McCutcheon is, is better than people think. Um, he means a lot to a baseball team. It's not just with his bat too. I mean, you're losing a really good outfielder. Um, and obviously Jay Bruce isn't a really good outfielder anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that matters that that's defensive run saved. That's stolen bases. That's, you know, outfield assists. Like these things matter come each and every game there's they play 162 for a reason and they play nine innings per game for a reason. So, um, yeah, it, it, we'll see, we'll see, uh, how this works out with the Phillies. Um, obviously hoping M- McCutcheon a quick recovery back by next season, but he is getting up there in age. So we'll see. Yeah, that's uh he's one of the better dudes in the game. So for sure hoping he
1: gets better. And as, and as a fan, I'm happy he signed that three year deal. Cause I don't want that to be the way, uh, his Phillies career ends. I, I would like to see him get on the field and, you know, really make a run with that team because he was, he was a huge part of it early in the season. Nice. Awesome clubhouse
0: guy. So shout out
1: McCutcheon, Uh quick recovery, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to number six. I feel like we have the same team here probably. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. Who you got? I have the Chicago Cubs. Yeah.
1: We're, we're on par today, man. We're rocking out. So, Adding Craig Kimbrel only helps the cause, right? But I mean, since that sluggish start, similar to the Rockies, where it was kind of like, "All right, you got to pick it up now, or you're gonna fall behind." They picked it up, and they picked it up big time, and they all of a sudden they look like the what was it, 2015 Cubs? I'm terrible with years, but 2015, I want to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is a contender again. Teams that forgot over the course of the last two years you're remembering just how good that team is right now
0: yeah and i believe it was 2016 where they ended yeah up see i'm i'm awful with that man <laughs> but anyway i mean irrelevant the chicago cubs this season 2019 are a very good baseball team craig Kimbrell only makes them better yeah perfect way to put it um number five you got coming in at i got your tampa bay
1: raisin at number five um and I might have slotted them a little higher had uh, they not shown that consistency inconsistency over the course of like the last two weeks or so. Plus, that, that twin series was not necessarily an eye-opener, but it just showed you that at this point in time, there might be a little bit of a difference there. So I got them middle of the pack, dead center, right at number five. I still think pitching-wise, they are you know, at, at neck and neck with everyone else in the game. And you got pitching like that. You're going to compete. You're going to be a playoff team. They have it. So I got them in at number five.
0: Yeah. I mean, their their pitching is just simply phenomenal. Um, That's why they're at five for me. Um, I do think they might even need to add a bat or something. I'm not really sure what they need to do, um, but I do think they need to make a move. And it's not something that myself as a race fan is accustomed to them making a big move or something like that. Obviously like Tommy, the Tommy fan move is bigger than people thought last year. So maybe they'll do something like that where they add a guy that's like just there for another team, but the Rays see him as a very good player for theirs. So, right. um, yeah, but I mean, as long as their pitching is, I mean, they still have, like I said, they haven't allowed two 200, uh, 200 runs yet throughout this this year. Um, so when you pitch like that, you have a legitimate shot to, to win a title of, of some sort. So yeah, the Razor at five for me, I think they'll be in the top 10 throughout the possibly the entire season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They
0: a hundred percent
1: are going to be top 10 throughout the season. I can't see a scenario where they fall off, you know, more than that, unless, you know, literally God forbid the entire staff ends up hurt. But, yeah, I don't see them falling off. I see them kind of sitting pretty similar to where they're at right now. They're going to play that wild card game, it looks like. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to number four.
1: I got the New York Yankees in at number four. And, unfortunately, I think when they get everyone back, we might be seeing the New York Yankees at number one or number two or number three on this list. Um For them to be listed, you know, number four in your top ten power rankings and have literally no one who, like, none of your starters there, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Um, I'm a Yankee hater before I'm a Phillies fan at times. And, you know, I I have nothing but good things to say about Aaron Boone, the way these kids have come up and played. Um, Yeah, they've been fantastic, man. Good for them, Uh, you know. Let's see. It's tough coming back from injury to think that those guys are just going to be able to step in and maintain. So that might be the only real struggle they have throughout the year. But, yeah, this is a playoff
0: team. Might be a hundred win team. Yeah. Yeah. Yankees coming at four for me. Um, Yeah. if, If I mean, when Judge comes back, I think they're at least they're probably the third best team in baseball when he comes back. He I think he literally adds that many more wins for them. Um, he's one of the best players in the game, best hitters in the game. Rather, ah, he's good defensively too. I would say, not as good as a lot of the other guys, but he can still play out there in right field, especially in a band box. Anyway, um, yeah, exactly.
1: And he doesn't even have, like he doesn't have to jump to rob home runs. He literally just sticks his arm up, <laughs> like he's it's like he's um, uh, what's Sun and uh, Ambrose kicking and screaming, forming <laughs> the mega person on the pitch. He's just uh-huh. standing by the wall with his arm up. It's ridiculous. He's right. like Smalls, closes his eyes, sticks the glove up.
0: That is that is perfect. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the Yan- I mean, the Yankees are a great team. Aaron Boone is, you know, I mean, they were coming for him last year. Fans, yeah. They were now he's fire through. Boone. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> New York. Yeah, man. New,
1: New York is a rough spot, man. Good luck. Lo- good luck, Daniel Jones. Uh, hoping for the best for you, man.
0: Right. <laughs> he might get ran out of there uh, <laughs> before he even takes the field. Right. Oh, he has bad practice. They'll be on him. Um, Anyway, let's move on to number three and uh, let's finish off this top three. Who you got coming in at the number three team in your power rankings? All
1: right, so this is where I think I'll differ with you a little bit. I got the twins in at three. Uh, Obviously, the record says they should be higher. Um, But I just think that in terms of depth, in terms of talent, in terms of pitching, there are two teams that are more talented than than them. And going down the stretch, I think, have a better shot of – you know securing the securing a pennant. So that's why I got the twins in at 3 but that's not saying that they haven't to this point been either the best team in baseball or one of the two three best teams. Um that what they did in the offseason everything worked. You have to give a huge shout out to that uh to that staff uh Rocco Baldelli in his first year getting it done too which is you know even more impressive than just what they've been able to do in terms of putting up runs and everything. So, yeah, shout-out to Minnesota, man. They're proving every day that they're a legit, legit contender.
0: Yeah, so two and three were interchangeable for me. Um, And I guess it might be a recency bias, simply because I watched the Minnesota Twins play four baseball games in a row um, against Tampa Bay, and they looked really good. And, you know, they handled the Tampa Bay pitching – um, it didn't really phase them. Um, and they have a plus 104 run differential. So I have a plus 94. So I have the Astros just slightly behind them at three. And the Twins coming in at two. Um, so you basically have it flip-flopped. And I don't think there's right. a bad argument for either side. Um, it's just kind of the numbers I have right now.
1: Yeah, if we're going directly by the numbers, it's uh, the Twins are the second uh, the second team. But um, my the Astros, being that they've been there before, being that that team's won a World Series, being you know that Altuve's been out and they're still doing this, I mean, it's it's tough for me not to put them too. Um, I just think, look, them and the team I got in at number one, the team we both got in at number one. I just think. Those are the two best teams in baseball, man. I, I don't think there's any other way to to put it in terms of, you know, depth and talent. Those are, they're for sure the two best teams. I As as much as Minnesota has been outrageously good and the numbers are phenomenal and the runs scored are great, I just don't think they're as good as those other two teams.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, so the Dodgers are number one for me, and I think, the Astros are number two as far as how good of a team they are in general and will be at the end of the season. Um, I just had to give the twins the edge right now, but it certainly, I think it certainly will be Dodgers Astros come into the year. Um, I mean, the Dodgers are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Walker Bueller is phenomenal Ryu is obviously phenomenal Kershaw. I mean, it just it really doesn't end with the Los Angeles Dodgers and, uh, they're going to be a tough team to beat in the playoffs, man.
1: Yeah. I don't, uh, that's a team where if you're an opposing manager and you look at the pitching you have to face and then the lineup, your face, it, it's like, it's like a puzzle that you just, there's no way to, it's an infinite puzzle. There's just, they have so many different options they can throw at you and so many different ways they can play the game and things they can do. I mean, it's just, it's really one of the most well-rounded teams we've seen in baseball in years. And, we talked about it before the season: getting rid of Puig, getting rid of Kemp, you know, bringing Verdugo up, adding these other guys. It was a huge boost for that lineup. People might not have thought of it like that at first, but in terms of versatility, um, you know, bringing some speed to the lineup, athleticism in the outfield, just just different things. And I mean, look, Matt Kemp's not even playing baseball right now, or he's in AAA somewhere. So obviously, what they did worked out. I think they got better in the off season, and they're clearly showing it, man. Remember they had they last year they had that stretcher. It took them a long, long, long time to get going. Uh, not this year. They I don't know 110 I, I have high expectations about how many games this team can win this year.
0: yeah, i I think 110 is somewhat realistic, which is which is kind of wild. Um, I certainly think they have the talent to do so. and like you said, those additions that they made and the subtractions that they made, are working huge dividends for them and they're an insanely good team. Um, I think the sky's limit for them. I I think a world series uh, appearance is certainly in the cards yet again. Yeah. I think it's time to
1: win now. Um, You know, you've been there twice, um, but this is the best version of the team that's been there twice. You're not, putting a better product on the field than the one you got right now. If you're going to win, you're going to do it this year, or unfortunately you might not do it at all, despite the talent that's there. So I think if you're a Dodgers fan, you're all in this year. This is it right here. Because if we're being honest about it, man, no one stacks up top to bottom the way they do in terms of roster.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, So that concludes our power rankings. And our podcast in general, um, we've covered everything that we need to cover. Uh, we, we apologize for basically the banterless podcast, but there was not much to disagree on um, over this past month of the season. Maybe June will be a little different. Come all star break. We'll start discussing maybe our all-star ballots and whatnot coming up and we'll differ there. But anyway, I uh, want to thank you all for listening. Um, reminder to follow us uh on Twitter at playsneaky. sneaky you can follow Joe at taking the price he has a good piece on Twitter um, about it was about top 10 guys in the UFC that can play other sports was that yeah. am I correct on that
1: 10 10 uh, UFC
0: champions we'd like to see compete in other
1: sports had a little fun with that
0: uh, okay yeah that's a, that's a little fun piece that Joe's got out there for you on, on his Twitter at taking the price. Uh, I am at B underscore Contino 23, and we will see you again next week for some MLB talk. Uh, have a great weekend and enjoy this beautiful month of June and enjoy some baseball. Right. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by Jogermag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.